0: to Movie Binge um, I am Christopher Snead here with my partner in crime
1: Aaron O'Banion
0: and we just love to gobble up any information about movies and movie related facts and people and things um, just because we're movie files we're, we're mm-hmm. really into movies so um, and this episode is no different we have lots of movie stuff to discuss. Yes, we do. Um, we're going to have um, our news. I have a few topics that are exciting and uh, are a little bit more uplifting than the last, <laughs> uh, last couple of news things, at least on my end. Uh, we're going to be doing a retro review, which is um, Death on the Nile, um, inspired since um, the Murder on the Orient Express came out recently. Uh, we're going back to one of the earlier incantations of that character, Hercule Poirot. Um, next we're going to have a spotlight with who I really enjoy, uh, from what I've seen, Gene Hackman. Yep. Um, we'll be doing a spotlight review of him. And finally, we're going to end with our top five because we Mm -hmm. love lists, Mm -hmm. um, almost as much as we do movies because that's how we do things in America and uh, our top five is top five movies about making movies. Yes. So, um, were there any guidelines on the top five? Not movies? really. Okay.
1: I mean, I mean, there's because um, I took liberty on okay. one of them, I think. Okay, there, I I will say that there's a lot of movies about um, just like screenwriting, which I mm-hmm. avoided on my list, which I could count, yeah, I guess, but. I was, I was referring to the actual process of making the movie. Being on the so, set, yes. so to speak. And, okay. That's kind of where I went to. Yeah. So,
0: all right. Well, how about we jump right in? Sounds good to me. Uh, I'm doing news this, this episode, and I found some things that I thought were kind of fun. Um, I'm going I'm to kind of build to the biggest one, the one I think is the biggest. Okay. And probably not much of a secret at this point, but I, I still think it's worth talking about. Um, so the first thing is um, Oceans Eight, mm-hmm. which I just uh, been reading up on. Uh, it's got quite a roster of women. Yes, it does. Um, it is, of course, part of the Oceans uh, Eleven, Oceans Twelve mm-hmm. universe. Um, except this time, it is a female cast that's leading the way. Um, this it's starring Sandra Bullock, Kate Blanchett, Sarah Paulson, um, Helena Bottom Carter. Rihanna, hmm. um, several others. Um, I don't get Rihanna. She's been getting in a lot of movies and she's not that great. I mean, she's okay. What else has uh, she been in? She was in um, Battleship. Okay. And she was in uh, Valerian. Okay. Playing an alien. Hmm. Um, a sexy alien. Because <laughs> she has to do everything sexy. Um, and I don't know. I I just I, I it feels like a name drop. Like I don't know mm. why you would have her in things, except to say Rihanna's in this because she's not exactly right a good actress. Right. they <laughs> uh, she's not bad, but uh, but anyway, uh, what do you think? What do you think of the uh, Ocean's Eight? Did you hear about it? Did you know it was coming?
1: Yes, um, I had heard of it, um, and was there a trailer recently or was there i think there was a poster i saw poster was the only thing okay I've seen. yeah um so i i had heard of it and i'm i'm kind of intrigued by yeah. it um i'm curious if it will kind of connect to the other movies and in what way right um that kind of remains to be seen.
0: Are you like completely, a, a one of those people that completely avoids any information about a movie till it comes out or does it bother you to have a, are you? Okay no,
1: I'm, I'm fine having a lot of information. Okay. <laughs> so
0: here's what I know about it. Okay. Um, it is tied to the other characters mm-hmm. in that Sandra Bullock plays the sister of one of the people in the other movie. Okay. And she has been released from prison. Mm-hmm. And has decided to go on this um heist okay and put together her own team of well-known actresses yeah
1: <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs>
0: she's like what actresses could i have to help me steal this yeah. stuff yeah um
1: yeah well i i'm on board with it i suppose yeah. i like a good heist film yeah um i'm a fan of the the ocean's movies for the most part um so, yeah, that's
0: kind of why I picked it, because we've talked about heist films a, mm-hmm. a few times. And, and I know that's kind of up your alley. And yeah. most of them have been male or I mean, that's usually a male dominated <laughs> right. genre. Um, and not to sound sexist, this <laughs> isn't to be sexist because I have no control over it. But a, Wonder Woman was sort of a, a, um, a special movie, if you will, because a lot of female movies don't do as mm-hmm. well. As the male movies. Right. For whatever reason. Yeah. I'm not, not going to get into that now. So I hope this is a good, strong movie that they put as much into it as they did Oceans 11 yeah. and, and 12. Yeah. Um, and that, because I like these actresses, I mean, mm-hmm. R- Rihanna aside, but I like, I like all these people that are in it, so.
1: Yeah. I don't know, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Um, I'm not sure who's um, directing that one. If it's I anybody of, know. of a big name, I don't. I don't think it is. I don't remember. Um, yeah. I should have looked
0: that up. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. Um, it'd be nice if it was somebody involved with the other ones, but I'm I'm yeah. kind of doubting it.
1: Yeah. I don't know if, if Soderbergh would be, uh, I know he's not directing it, but maybe he'd have a producer credit or something. I don't no. know.
0: Uh-huh. We'll see. Um, my next topic is sort of a lead into my third topic, which is I'm a big X-Men fan. Mm-hmm. Um, aside from a couple of stumbles in the X-Men universe of movies, um, I have thoroughly enjoyed most of them. A lot of people didn't like the last one. Um, I loved the last one. I Mm. thought it was fun. It reminded me of the 90s. Um, And so the next follow-up is going to be the X-Men Dark Phoenix, Mm -hmm. which they have um, released some stills from the movie. Um, And one of the main reasons I brought it up is, is... the Phoenix character has sort of been botched uh, for a lot of people. Hmm. Rude. My dog just came <laughs> in. Uh, just busted in here. <laughs> um, so a lot of people were really unhappy with with portrayal of the Phoenix uh-huh. in the previous movies. But this one, it sounds like they're trying to go a much closer to the comic book story. So they're going to be going into space. Oh. And actually following the real... Hmm. Storyline, okay. Somewhat, so uh, that might be exciting for any Dark Phoenix fans, any X Men fans out there. Um, so I don't know. What do you What do you think of that? Are Are you Where are you with the X Men movies?
1: Um, I would say that I have enjoyed a majority of them. Right. I um, I've still yet to see Apocalypse.
0: Oh, you haven't seen that? Okay.
1: No, um, but I've seen pretty much everything else. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm a fan. I really enjoyed, um, Logan earlier this year. hmm Um, and so, yeah, I, I don't know much, um, about this upcoming film. All right. Um, and not being into, uh, comic books, I don't really know even the, the basic storyline of, right. of it. Okay. Um, so... Yeah. <laughs> There's a
0: little taste then. They're going into space. Okay. So, um, and of course, most of the regulars, I think, are returning for the, most of the ones from the previous yeah. installments are returning, so uh, it should be good, pretty good. Yeah. Now, my tie-in to that is the huge recent announcement about Disney. Yes. Gaining Fox. Yeah. Acquiring Fox. That is huge. Yeah. Um. That affects so many different things yeah. uh, for people, and especially with people who were fans of some of these other Marvel universe stories, right? That Fantastic Four haven't been <laughs> so great, yeah, in, in their on in their big screen uh, showcasing, yeah. But um, Disney getting a hold of it and bringing it all kind of home might mean we'll get some decent movies, yeah. from some of the ones that have failed otherwise, yeah. So. Uh, which includes the X Men,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, Fantastic Four. Uh, some of the some of the things that they tried to make sure and stress um, after this deal was made was that um, there's certain things they're going to stay hands off with, like Deadpool. They don't plan on, even though it's Disney, they're mm-hmm. going to allow it to continue to be rated R. Right. Which normally I'm not this big advocate that a movie has to be rated R, but right. with Deadpool. <laughs> It kind of has to be rated R. I mean, um, yeah, that's who he is. Um, So you can't have those kind of limitations. So it sounds like they're going to be respectful. If they're thinking that way about movies like Deadpool, which was a huge, huge moneymaker for uh, Fox, it sounds like they might be respectful if they decide to tackle another Fantastic Four movie, which I would like to see.
1: Yeah, I mean, it would be the... I guess third time's the charm. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Um so yeah, well, I, I'm curious to see what they'll do with those characters. Um yeah, all kinds of rumors going oh, yeah. on about you know, are they going to be incorporated into the the Marvel universe? Right. Um I mean, they've got to be. Come on. They've got to be. I guess so. Um at least eventually. Yeah. But, um it's, yeah,
0: what's I'll tell you, it's too bad that it's coming this late because mm-hmm. with the Avengers, um, Infinity War, yeah, coming up, there's a lot of those characters who were in the original story that they weren't able to use because they didn't have the rights to them, right? Um, and now they can do stuff like avoid not saying the word mutant because that was <laughs> <laughs> that was a fox, uh, fox head rights right. on that and. And uh, and who knows? I don't know where they are in the Avengers, like, m- in making those last three movies, do you? I mean, are they finished with...
1: I'm not sure if they're or? finished or not. I mean, I, I feel like after um, after Infinity War, some of those actors that are involved might use that opportunity to, to go away and do right. other things. Right. Um,
0: but I was wondering if, if they hadn't finished filming because there's Mm -hmm. going to be three parts to infinity war oh is it three yeah oh wow yeah uh don't plan on this going away anytime soon yeah um but i don't know if they're filming them all like in one big hunk and then cutting them up um and i was thinking you know if they had done this a little early they could have slipped in a couple of those other characters just as a fun easter egg for us to sort of celebrate hmm Because this is going to be a huge movie, obviously, the Infinity War thing. Uh, They've been building up to this since Iron Man. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. Hmm. Big exciting news there. Yes. For Disney and for the fans. Yeah.
1: Lots of possibilities. Yep. Um,
0: So, that's where I'm going to end on my news. That's my news for the the segment. Do you approve?
1: I approve.
0: That's good. Because it could get ugly. (laughs) Only audibly, since no one can see anything. So um so with news out of the way mm-hmm. shall we move on i think so it'd be awkward if we didn't yeah <laughs> we just sat here in silence um so i uh, like i said earlier our review is death on the nile yes um, which is, of course, an Agatha Christie story. One of her, one of her, one of her more popular ones, up there with uh, Murder on the Orient Express, mm-hmm. uh, which recently got a treatment at the big screen and did fairly well, I think. Uh, Death on that Isle is apparently the one they're going to try to do next. As a follow-up, yeah, follower.
1: I heard about that.
0: So. Um, so this this will be fun to kind of go back to, to this movie made in 1974, mm-hmm. um, directed by John, Gil, Gil, I can never say his name, uh, Gil, Gilman.
1: Is it Gillerman?
0: Gil, is it Gillerman? That's, I thought it was like Gillerman. Well, I, by the
1: spelling, I don't know. It's... yeah.
0: I'm sorry, John Gillerman. <laughs> We're butchering your name. Uh, We've covered one of his movies before.
1: Yes, we have. uh, Which was was King Kong. Yeah, I was going to bring that up. (laughs) Were you? uh, Don't bring that up. Apparently, you're a pretty big fan (laughs) of this guy, so.
0: Um, (laughs) You know, I didn't even know I was a fan of his until (laughs) I started doing this show. Yeah. Um, As always, one of our our basic questions uh, for each other when we do this part is, have you seen the movie before
1: this? I had not. Great. Mm
0: -hmm. That always makes it a little
1: better, I think,
0: when when the other person doesn't doesn't really know it. Um, So, just a a rundown of the synopsis. Um, There'll be spoilers later, I'm sure, but for right now, just a general synopsis. This is following a group that is taking a trip through Egypt, and, um, of course, murder takes place, um, and the... um, one of agatha christie's uh, more prominent detectives uh, hercule perot is on board and is set to try to solve this murder mystery um very classic sort of um, setup mm-hmm. um and now i want to know what you thought of it <laughs> so
1: sure cool. what did you think Um, well, I enjoyed the film. I thought that it was, um, pretty solid, um, as far as a whodunit mystery. It's, it's, uh, very much set up in that kind of classical way where there's a lot of suspects and there's the, the master detective, uh, kind of sussing it all out. Um, and I liked, um... It's, uh, it's, so it's shot on location mm-hmm. in Egypt, uh, and there's a lot of really good um, photography involved. They make pretty good use of the locations, yeah, um, for sure, showing off the, the pyramids and the temples and whatnot. Yeah. Um, so I enjoyed that aspect of it. Um, very kind of exotic locales.
0: Mm-hmm. That's the word I was trying to think of earlier. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, and the cast is, of course, an all-star cast of the day, mm-hmm. um, and there's people like Betty Davis and um, Angela Lansbury mm-hmm. and Maggie Smith and um, David Niven. Yep. Um, Peter Eustonoff plays Perot. So a it's lot of insane cast. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty pretty stacked. Yeah, um, and I think um, for the most part, um, everybody does pretty good. Um, some may say some overacting <laughs> takes place. <laughs> I bet some, I can guess from who. But yeah, yeah, um, but overall, um, pretty well. Pretty, you know, they're dependable actors old yeah. pros yeah um and so that aspect of it is pretty good um and let's see um i guess um a criticism i might have is the movie's fairly long yeah um <laughs> yeah it's like two hours and 20 minutes yeah <laughs> Yeah. And, um, you know, might have been fine just at, like, the two-hour mark. I felt um, the same way. It, it gets a tad repetitive, um, especially towards the middle, mm-hmm. um, where it's just like he's going from person to person and basically accusing them, <laughs> each <Right>. person, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> of committing the murder <laughs> and going through why he thinks um, they might have done it. Um so a little too much of that, um, but um, overall, I, I would say I enjoyed it. Good deal, um, yeah, good deal. What, uh, what were your thoughts upon rewatch?
0: Yeah, because I haven't seen it in a long time, yeah, um, but it's amazing how much I remembered as I sat there, yeah, watching it. Um, I would say, hands down, my. my probably top two favorite things about the whole movie were definitely the locations that they made wonderful use of the locations. Mm -hmm. And, and when the cinematography was really working with those locations, it could be some really beautiful shots. Um, and they did a good job of making you feel like you were there. Yes. Location. Um, and then the second thing is, is I, I was, in love was when the acting was really on and mm-hmm. really good and they were doing their parts i think maggie smith and betty davis's interaction mm-hmm. uh was really funny yeah um i've got some genuine laughs uh out of that angela <laughs> angela lansbury as <is> the <laughs> drunken lush yeah. sort of character uh was really good and yeah. she was really soaking up well, aside from the booze, she was sucking up <laughs> the scenery, but I think it was appropriate for who her character was. Yeah. Um uh I liked Simon McCorkindale, who played Simon. Um, he's I, I remember it, funny enough, I remembered him from when I was little. Hmm. Um but he was also in a TV show called Manimal, where okay. he turned into different animals.
1: I've heard of that show, I've never seen it. I
0: don't I don't know why I remember that. <laughs> um but uh, But I thought the only person that I really was kind of let down with and felt limitations on would be um, Lois Childs, who played Hmm. um, LaNita, LaNetta. I can't think, the the main...
1: (laughs) Yeah, I know who you're talking about. um,
0: There were some moments when she had to exert like some frustration or some anger, Hmm. and I felt like there was a cap on where she could go. Like It was like, you're not going to do this to me. (laughs) And it was like... um, all right, um, but everybody else and, and man, I uh, this is like a roster of people that I love: Olivia Hussey, who we've mm-hmm. talked about her in a movie just today, yeah, <laughs> uh, with Black Christmas. Uh, George Kennedy, Mia Farrow, um, who Mia Farrow is sort of if you need somebody to really go at it emotionally uh-huh. on screen, she is not afraid to yeah to go there. yeah um, Rosemary's baby be damned. <laughs> Um I also like I like the music and the costumes and the styling mm-hmm. of everything. I thought it was really good yeah um, I uh, my thoughts were this is like an opulent. And exotic was the word I was trying to remember. An <laughs> opulent, exotic murder mystery um, that's, for the most part, really well done. Yeah. And it's amazing thinking back on King Kong that this is the same director because there's yeah. so much more richness in this and so much more... Yeah. Uh, a better eye. Yeah. Um, and flow. There was a lot of camera movement uh, mm-hmm. that got us from one group or character to another that I really liked. Yeah. So... Um, I heard Betty Davis was none too happy about being on location. Yeah, I heard that too. (laughs) (laughs) So I can't imagine though. It sounds like they weren't prepared fully in some ways. And
1: yeah, well, the level of heat uh, that they were dealing with is pretty, um, outrageous. Yeah. So,
0: (laughs) and this is Betty Davis. Like how old was Betty Davis here? Probably. I mean, she had to be 60, 70. Yeah. Maybe 70 or so. Uh, so this was much later, and you're dragging these people who are a little on in years out into <laughs> <Yeah>. the <this> heat. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I don't know. Um, but I enjoyed watching it again. I had I had fun. I felt the same way you did about it. Kind of slowing down. Mm-hmm. Like there's there there's parts that definitely could have been cut out or sped up. Right. Um, but I like the um, what I like is being able to see the different scenarios that could have happened. Mm-hmm. maybe not quite so much, maybe not, you know, yeah. Finding a way to do that in a more concise way, but I like being able to see these alternative, um, possibilities before the big reveal. Right. Um, and I like, I feel like the ending to this, the reveal in this sort of made sense.
1: Yeah, I think so too.
0: Cause they don't always. Right. So looking at you murder on the Morning express. <laughs> um, but I, I followed it. I followed it and I thought it was a reason everything he put together was reasonable and you could look back over the movie if one were to watch it again and go, Well, yeah, that could have happened right where he said it did. Yeah. They always were very good about making sure there weren't those kind of holes in it. Right. So
1: Yeah, I I would agree. Um uh let's see, what else was I going to mention? Um the David Niven, what did mm-hmm. you think of of his character
0: I thought it was rather subdued uh-huh for especially we we're talking about David Niven yeah um, who's has so much um, cinematic history and is a really good actor hmm and I thought he was rather subdued I mean he was kind of
1: yeah I I guess after it was all said and done I was wondering if his character really needed to be there because he's basically just like an assistant, or becomes this assistant to Perot, right? Um, and I was also wondering why Perot never like questioned him. Mm. It's because he questions everybody else. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's established that those two knew each other previously and are kind of friends. But. But. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if
0: he were being thorough. Yeah would have yeah and it might be he he had picked up on the connection between the victim and everyone else Mm -hmm. where Niven didn't really have a real connection to I think he had
1: some kind of connection though I think he says some and I don't remember uh, what connection he had to the victim yeah but there was something I think I'm a little bit removed. I saw this movie like a week ago. So. Right, right. Um. <laughs> Let's go watch it again right now. <laughs> yeah.
0: We're gonna put you on hold, guys. You're gonna listen to house music while we go. Uh, um, so, so you remember something though about there being some connection to him? From, I think him and
1: yeah, I think he knew her in some way. Hmm. But
0: well, I think she, everybody knew her because she was uh, kind of famous for yeah. becoming this wealthy wealthy woman but i, I yeah. don't know I, it might have been something i missed in there yeah um and what was the other what was the other hole you said the
1: um
0: the, uh, him not questioning david niven's character right and,
1: and just um just david niven's uh, oh, his character's function in the, yeah, in the story
0: it seemed like his only function and i've noticed this in some movies his only function was to give perot who's not a, who's not um connected with the law in any way Mm -hmm. Uh, he's an investigator but in in that situation he had no grant and i think it was something to sort of um tie the investigation to the authorities to give perot sort of that um authority Mm -hmm. to do what he does i think and and anybody could have done that though like that could have come right from somebody who wasn't david Niman right yeah (laughs) it wouldn't have taken a a, A a-list celebrity (laughs) to do that right yeah uh yeah he probably yeah yeah i mean it was great to see him
1: yeah i have nothing against david niven yeah
0: but i also i wish he had had more interaction with maggie smith because they're also Mm -hmm. um, they're in another murder mystery spoof the um
1: oh um Uh, murder by death yes murder by death Yeah. yeah
0: Where they play uh, Nick and Norrell Charles uh, spinoffs of the Thin Man, and uh, they worked so well together, and so it was fun (laughs) to see them in this. And I wish they would have interacted together, but yeah. um, But yeah, yeah, that was kind of yeah. Those are kind of some good points. Yeah. Uh,
1: Um, I also I I kind of thought the movie um, it took a while to really get going, like the the. Murder, the first murder, mm-hmm. takes place about an hour into mm-hmm. the movie. Um, and before then, we're just kind of getting to know the characters and setting everything up. Right. Um, and so that murder, you know, takes place close to the halfway point, really. Um, and I don't know. It, it just seems like that could have maybe been sped up a tad. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't see
0: that. It didn't bother me at all. Yeah. I thought, I thought the acting and the dialogue was witty for the most part and there was yeah. stuff to keep me interested. Yeah. And you know, what's coming sort of thing. Yeah. Um. So I was okay with sort of, yeah, sort of waiting, but
1: yeah, it um, wasn't a major thing. But you're
0: impatient. I know <laughs> you're like, well, nobody dead yet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> You and your death focus. Yeah. Oh, you're so dark.
1: And I just, I wanted another you're slasher so film so to, dark. <laughs> <so dark. laughs> to review.
0: Now, see, that would have been weird if you had watched that and it would have started off with death and just continue with nothing right. but bloody, <laughs> gory death for the rest of the movie. Yeah. And it all turned out to be Angela Lansbury. Mm. So. Yes. Murder she committed. Yeah.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um,
0: Dialogue, if I may throw in a comment about some of the dialogue, there mm. were a few lines in there I loved. and I wrote down one that I thought was really good. The dialogue between Mia Farrow and Peter Ustinov when they're at the um, tombs when he's trying. No, when they're walking around um, in that one area and Mia Farrow is sort of admitting that she has issues with um, with what's her name? Mm-hmm. Loret- Lo- Loretta. Loretta Lynn. With L- uh, Lanita, I think her name is. Um, and they have some exchange where Peter is trying to talk her out of the way she's thinking, mm-hmm. which they did that multiple times too, and I think once would have been yeah enough of that yeah as far as shaving off things. But she has a line in there where he talks about you know if you let evil in, uh, it'll make home there. Yeah, and her reply is if love can't live there, evil might as well do. And I thought that was a really kind of it was a good dialogue. It was a yeah. really good moment. Kind of gave me chills, and it was delivered well. The exchange between the two of them. Yeah. Um. So I, I like that there were moments like that that I really, really loved. Mm-hmm. So
1: Yeah, I, I liked um the, di- the dynamic between uh those two characters and mm-hmm. um there's yeah, there's a lot of witty exchanges throughout the film. Um I I think my favorite I wrote I wrote down a Uh-oh. line. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> um from uh Angela Lansbury. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it's uh, when she is um, sitting at the bar. Okay. Um, and uh, she's she's having some drinks. Uh-huh. Um, and, uh huh. And I forget the name of of the drink that she um, had, but it it involved crocodile in the title. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know yeah. what I'm. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and um, <laughs> at one point, uh, she says to the bartender. Uh, this crocodile has lost its croc. That was probably my favorite uh, line in the movie. Right. <laughs> um,
0: and she, it's, it's just, it has so much more impact looking at her. And yeah. She's just kind of a mess of a woman. <laughs> and, yeah. Yeah. Um, and Angela Lansbury is one of those people who can do anything. She can be so sophisticated in a role, yeah. and here we see her being just a mess. Yeah, <laughs> and that is a that is a great line. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, I I love her. Um, I love her dance with David Niven in, oh. begin- in the beginning when they're doing the tango. Um, and it's so weird and bizarre and yeah. awkward and he's trying to hang in there. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> everybody else is being all graceful around them. Yeah. And I don't know that really made me, really made me chuckle.
1: Um, let's see. What else was I going to say? Um, I, about the, the twist at the end or the, mm. the, um, I guess explanation mm-hmm. I guess it it uh, made sense to me um, and I guess once it was revealed I I wasn't like shocked by it because right. those characters are kind of the I mean they start off the movie with those characters so right. it made sense that it would kind of lead towards them yeah uh, just because they were kind of the focus of it.
0: Um, we're kind of entering spoiler
1: territory yeah now yeah that, so sorry no you didn't
0: say who it was but <laughs> right uh, but just because i'm about to probably but yeah. <laughs> to put that band-aid on there before we get a cut yeah um but yeah yeah so you weren't surprised by it
1: no not yeah. not really i mean they do a good job of kind of misdirecting you yeah um but um
0: but it's somebody who is like kind of the most obvious suspect yes in the group turns out to be yeah the person yeah so yeah yeah i get what you're saying yeah i felt the same way and i i don't even know as a kid that it surprised me mm-hmm. uh, it was just kind of fun to see how it all to see it explained but the explanation wasn't right the it wasn't a big like slap in the face or anything right
1: yeah um but i would say that last like half an hour or so when once everybody's gathered together mm-hmm. in the room um that's probably like the strongest stuff in the film for me right just i mean in terms of being, being the most um thrilling right um and um i don't know just it really flows pretty well i thought at that point yeah so um Let's see. Uh, I'm just consulting my notes. Um, uh, Let's see. I would say... Oh, there's one moment that I wanted to bring up um, involving a a filmmaking mistake. Oh, okay. Maybe you noticed this too. Okay. Um, (laughs) And I usually don't notice this sort of thing, but... um, Towards the beginning of the film, when um, they're in the big um, estate mm-hmm. um, and they're in that room that has all the mirrors. Yes. Um, did you notice a crew member? In the reflection of... I did not. Oh, really? <laughs> I did not. I missed
0: it. Was it Was it the shot where <laughs> Mia Farrow and uh, Chiles were standing there opposite each other and their own reflections were in mirrors, um, or was it another shot? Do you know which one I'm talking about?
1: Well, I kind of know what you're talking about, but I, it might have been a different shot different than shot. that. Okay. Um, but yeah, there were definitely a lot of mirrors involved in that scene, yeah. uh... and um, it was... Uh, one of the more obvious cool. <laughs> instances huh. of that that I've seen. Uh, I guess I,
0: I wasn't, I don't know what I was focused on at that yeah. point, but hmm. um, I usually yeah, don't. I,
1: I usually don't catch stuff like that, but hmm. in this instance, I did. This crew member yeah. just kind of like, um, <laughs> just kind of crawling on the floor or what? something, <laughs> trying to get out of the way, <laughs> you know? <laughs> nice. So,
0: nice. Yep. Yeah. It's a shame to have a movie that's got that big of a budget and that big of a grand, yeah. like everything, and then you've got some guy crawling on the yeah. floor. <laughs> uh,
1: but yeah, so for the rest of that scene, I was kind of like almost, <laughs> almost nervous for the filmmakers. Like, right. oh, I hope nothing else like that happened.
0: Because <laughs> if you're gonna do that, if you're gonna have a mirror-filled room, yeah, really kind of gotta be on top of that. Yeah, like. And fix it. Yes. If it happens. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. That's why I don't think I would ever, I think, I, I don't know, there would have to be a really good reason I'd have a bunch of mirrors in a shot just because I wouldn't want to spend all the time trying to work around them. Yeah. But, no, I missed that one. Yeah. All right. Goofs, goofs aplenty, I'm yeah. sure. There's probably others in there, too, but I. Probably. I, because no movie is without something. Right. Um. But, no, missed that one. Hmm miss that one yeah
1: um peter ustinov mm-hmm. i thought was um pretty good yeah as pro i i'm not an expert on that character mm-hmm. by any means mm-hmm. i know that there are um uh perhaps more popular uh portrayals out there um albert finney did one
2: mm-hmm.
0: um and then they have uh, the gentleman that's on PBS. He does several of them, and I can't think of his name right now. Uh, Ustinov is my favorite, though, in that okay. role. Uh, and he goes, he strays a little a little bit away from the book because I think in the books he's a little more arrogant. Hmm. And Peter Ustinov doesn't necessarily come across arrogant. Right. He comes across sort of comfortable in his surroundings kind of thing, but not yeah. not really arrogant. Um. But I think I like him for that reason. Yeah. He's, he's a very likable guy. Yeah. And he cares about... You can tell he cares about... Uh, Perot cares about other people.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. Mia Farrow, he... Yeah. Yeah, kind of looks out for her.
0: Yeah. He's really wanting to help her. Yeah. Uh, and she has a mutual respect for him, because at the end, she was, you know, even makes the comment, I'm really glad you didn't get hurt. Right. Kind of
2: thing.
1: So... Um, I think that's about all I had on Death on the Nile. It was an enjoyable trip. Good. I'm glad you enjoyed it.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, out of, out of all fairness though, I'm a little biased mm. because I when I, growing up, I wanted to live in Egypt. I mean, that was mm. kind of like, so that was my first draw to it. Yeah. Uh, and then I love mysteries. I was a huge Sherlock Holmes fan. So this got me into Perot mm. and, uh, yeah, I, I I thought it was good. And I think anybody that, especially anybody that's open to older movies and enjoys mm-hmm. these kind of big um, celebrity roster casts yeah. um, would enjoy this movie.
1: Yeah, I, I think so.
0: So I think everybody gets a moment to sort of shine in it. So, yeah. All right. Well, that's our review then for 1974's Death on the Nile. You might check it out.
1: 78, I believe. I thought it was 74. Uh, Murder on the Orient Express was 74.
0: Thank you. 78. Yep. Okay.
1: Saved you there.
0: You did? I thought it was 74. <laughs> so, Murder on the Orient Express was 1974. Yeah. Okay. So, check out 1978's uh, Death on the... Don't watch 1974's Death on the Nile. That, right. That's not any good. Yeah. But 1978's mm-hmm. Death on the Nile. Check it out before the remake comes out. Yeah. You can kind of compare the two. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I think we're ready to move on to our spotlight. Yes, um, take it away, spotlight man. All right, I
2: don't know what I was going to call you, but
1: <laughs> spotlight man, go ahead. Um, well, for this episode's spotlights, I chose um, Gene Hackman. Yep. Um, who uh, is a favorite of mine? Um, You've
0: mentioned him a few
1: times, I think, on yeah, a few episodes. Yeah. Um, and so I thought we could kind of discuss his career yeah. um, and kind of where he stands in um, Hollywood, Hollywood history. Okay. Um, so, um, yeah, he, uh, Gene Hackman, um, for me, uh, is always, he's always been a very dependable actor. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty much always gives a solid performance and is always worth watching um, in anything that he did. Uh, he's been retired for uh, about 13 years now, I think. Yeah. Um, so unfortunately, he's no longer uh, gracing us with his... His presence on the screen, but um, you know,
0: but he's still alive, still so around,
1: yeah. and uh, enjoying retirement. I'm I'm sure. So, hats off to him for that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but uh, as far as his career goes, um, I <clears throat> although I think he could play um, a lot of different types of characters. I tend to associate him. Um, more with um, gruff, Mm. intimidating parts Mm -hmm. uh, for the most part. Um, And I'm thinking of The French Connection and Mm. um, those kinds of roles that really made him famous. Right. Um, But he could easily do other things um, like The Conversation. He's a much more... um, um, I guess subdued, Hmm. um, and more, uh, type B personality in that. Um, I haven't seen that one. Okay. It's, that's, uh, very good. Um, but, um, yeah, definitely early on, um, I guess his first big hit uh, in film would have been Bonnie and Clyde. Uh, he had a supporting role in that, which he got uh, a lot of acclaim for. Yeah. Um, got a Best Supporting Actor nomination. Um, and he worked very steadily <laughs> thereafter. <laughs> he's, uh, I will say, he's um, one of the most like prolific actors. Yeah. Um, in a long time he worked constantly and had uh, a lot of times several movies out per year right um so he was just kind of everywhere <laughs> um yeah. so um so let's see Which I guess, is probably
0: why he was able to retire now cause. yeah right
1: <laughs> um i i will say as far as his personal life goes, Um, I really don't know much. Yeah. And I don't know that anyone really does outside of the people who know him. Um, and I'm sure that's by design. Right. Um, and I, I think we've kind of talked about this before that that's, it's probably better that way. (laughs) I
0: think so. Yeah. I think so.
1: Um, not to know too much because
0: um, it can really start to affect I think the way you perceive somebody's work sometimes yeah um, so and he just let his work speak for him and yes and was able to retire and he's an actor who kind of left with some grace and dignity yeah
1: so yeah and I would say that he um, as big a star as he was he didn't have like a didn't have so much of a persona like Mm -hmm. a big star persona. Right. Um, At least I didn't associate him with any any particular thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, like I said, he um, a lot of times would be kind of an intimidating character, um, but I don't necessarily get that from him as a person. Um, I was going to bring that
0: up. Yeah. uh, Because it's funny to think of somebody being as popular um, having so much acclaim and mm-hmm. having so many movie roles, and not being this big persona, not right. being a, a Johnny Depp or a, that's got all of these quirks about them. Right. and he's not uh, a handsome man. He's not like right. this Hollywood handsome, right. you know what I mean? And so he didn't have any. It, literally, it was all about his body
1: of work. Yeah, yeah, so definitely it's interesting. Yeah, I. That's. I don't know. One of the the things that kind of almost bugs me a little bit about movies today is it seems like everyone has to be, um, this, uh, most handsome person. Right. <laughs> right. They have to be like models or something and, um, they can't just look like a regular person. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. so that's, that's kind of troublesome, but, um, I'm glad that that Gene Hackman was around in a time when, you know, that could happen for him. I think
0: it's a fluctuation. I think we'll go back to that at some point. Yeah. Where it'll be more about the acting. Yeah. Uh, There are a few people who are good actors and they're good looking, um, which sort of adds to that illusion that you have to look a certain way in order to make it. Yeah. Um, Especially with like... The superhero movies being so big, action movies being so big, Mm -hmm. those are typically always given to handsome types. Um, uh, Paul Newman had a a quote one time. It was his epitaph, what he thought his epitaph would be. Mm. And it was like, uh, Paul Newman died a failure because his eyes turned brown. (laughs) It was all about his looks, and Uh he he was kind of commenting on that. I always thought that was a funny quote. Hmm. Um, But it sort of adds to that. It's kind of like, you know, if somebody's... I think if somebody's really good they can they can make it. Um if they if they get the opportunity and and do something with it. And Gene Hackman was one of those people.
1: Yeah. So um let's see, as far as his I guess kind of early life goes, um he um I I think he started a little bit later into acting than um what is Typical, hmm um, And because um, he was in the Marines for a while. Oh, I didn't in know In his that. younger days, and then um, maybe did a few other things after that. Um, but I guess he, he studied at a place called the Pasadena Playhouse in California. Hmm. Um, and um, I guess one of his classmates was Dustin Hoffman. Oh. Um, <laughs> Huh. and uh so they knew each other very early on um as well as i think robert duval um what? so all those guys kind of came up together yeah uh which is kind of cool that is cool um
0: they're doing something right at the pasadena
1: i guess yeah. yeah um but um yeah i guess he um in addition to um playing kind of tough guys he played a lot of um like police and um military types but um mm-hmm. he could also i mean easily play more like outsider characters too mm-hmm. um there's a movie called scarecrow uh, that he did with al pacino um uh, Fairly early on, mm-hmm. um, where he plays uh, a drifter. Um, they both play drifters, um, and um, don't remember too much about the plot of that. But uh, definitely, like definitely, an outsider <laughs> uh, sort of role. Um, and the conversation is kind of the same way. Um, he's kind of kind of an isolated guy in that. I haven't um, heard of that one.
2: Hmm.
0: Scarecrow. What? What? Do, do you know about what year that came out? Uh,
1: seventy-three, I believe. Hmm. Okay. Um. Yeah, it's it's a good one. Um. It's been a while since I've seen it, though. So. Um. Let's see. Of course, he was. Um. After the big success of uh, the French Connection, he was in bunch of movies um the poseidon adventure being mm-hmm. one Sp- i love that movie yeah speaking of big ensemble yeah. films <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's yeah. another one um and um i'm trying to think of what else he did around that time um superman was a few years later where he played lex luther yep um
0: very popular Portrayal of Lex Luthor. Yes,
1: yes, very much. Um, and um, I'm trying to think of what else from the 70s. Um, um, I'll get back to that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, some of my favorite... Uh, roles that he has done mm-hmm. um, would be from The Royal Tenenbaums. Um, again, I love Wes Anderson, mm-hmm. so I've got to bring that up. It's yep. um, very funny in that and um, it's a very heartwarming film about family um, and the dysfunction within. Yep. Um, and um, I also like him a lot in Unforgiven, uh, Clint Eastwood's Western, um, where he plays a lawman who is um, kind of uh, the villain of the piece. Yeah. Um, I forgot about that movie. Yeah. It's been a long time since I've seen that. Yeah. Um, But he's very good in that. Um, Hoosiers. Is uh, <laughs>
0: I don't know who's yours. Sorry, <laughs> sorry.
1: <laughs> I'll move past that. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's another uh, very good film. Um, one of the kind of quintessential sports movies, um, underdog stories. Um, I have not seen that one. Oh, all right.
0: I know. I'm lacking on some of my G- Gene Hackman yeah. movies, but...
1: Um, and, let's see... Uh, the conversation I've mentioned... Oh, his um, cameo in Young Frankenstein. Oh, yeah. It's uh, one of my favorites. Yeah. As <laughs> <laughs> the blind man in that. Oh. Um, and, um, yeah. So, those are some of my favorites. There's, there's plenty of others, but, um, what are your, uh, do you have some favorite uh, Gene Hackman roles or moments or, um, well,
0: Poseidon Adventure, I
1: definitely love. Yeah. Um, I think he's a good leader
0: and, and, um, is kind of a a great needle for that thread of actors, kind of a good head of this, um, of this group of actors. Mm -hmm. I like Mississippi Burning. Mm I thought that was a good movie. Yeah. Um, I liked him in, even though it wasn't a huge role, The Birdcage. Oh, yeah. Um, I think he's funny. Mm -hmm. I think he can do funny, which he proved in the Superman roles. He's funny as Lex Luthor, too. Um, And Bonnie and Clyde, I remember him Mm -hmm. in. Um, I liked him in Heartbreakers, even though that's not like a huge... Uh, successful movie. That was the one with Sigourney Weaver and um, Jennifer Love Hewitt.
1: Yeah. I haven't seen that one. Um,
0: I liked that and I liked him in it. I thought he was good. I don't think I've seen everything that I was thinking of that I've seen him in. I've mm-hmm. always enjoyed him. Yeah. Um, regardless of what I feel about the movie. Um, the Mexican. Hmm. Uh, have you seen that?
1: I've not actually.
0: Yeah. I like that movie. Okay. I like, uh, he was, he was really good in it. Moments again, uh, for me, it's just, um, uh, uh, for me, it always comes because I grew up watching the Superman movies. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when anybody says Gene Hackman, I usually think of that right. or Poseidon adventure. And I usually think of the Superman thing first and just him being so r- kind of ridiculous <laughs> and in a good way. Yeah. Um, uh, being so ridiculous in that role. Yeah. Um, He's like, we were talking about, he's an interesting one because he's not, uh, he's so unassuming. He's so Mm -hmm. like not in your face. And then he does a role and you're like, man, he was really good in that. Yeah. Um, But he's not one that I think of off the cuff Mm -hmm. so often, which is, and that's probably because he doesn't have that, that personality. That we were talking about. um, That makes you think of him, but he uh, going over all of his movies, he was really, so good in them. So, but those are some of my favorites. Yeah. that I've I've enjoyed him, man.
2: Yeah.
1: So, um I don't know that I have too much else to be honest. Um apparently he uh has gotten into writing books. Oh. Uh okay. since since retiring from acting. Interesting. Um and
0: what kind do you know?
1: I think um, historical fiction. Oh, okay. Uh, I think he's written a few books along with uh, a co-author. Hmm. Um, so I, d- I did not know that Yeah. previous to today. so I have to
0: keep an eye out for a Gene Hackman book. Yeah. That'd be kind of cool to yeah. read.
1: Um, but yeah.
0: Hmm. Okay. I think it was a good choice. Yeah. Uh, a lot of good movies. A lot of good ones that I still probably need to see that I haven't seen. Yeah. So um, at least one or two that I've mentioned that you haven't seen.
1: Mm-hmm. That's right.
0: But um, yeah, good choice. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, you ready to move on to our, our final segment?
1: I think so. Are
0: you ready for that? I'm ready. Can you handle all the top fiveness that we're going to be throwing out there?
1: <sighs> I hope so
0: okay what do what do we have as our top five since you chose this one
1: well uh this is going to be top five movies about movie making
0: my head just exploded yeah
1: so uh what made you think about this topic
0: was there anything in particular
1: um this is um kind of a a favorite type of movie for me Okay. Movies about movies. Okay. Since I love movies so much. Yeah. Um, you love them so much you keep saying movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, Hollywood certainly makes its fair share of them. Yeah. So there's there was quite a few to choose from. Um, so... Um, did you want to lead off? You want me to lead off? I don't, it's your topic this week. You decide
0: who leads off. Oh. You decide, you decide. Aaron O'Banion, he's gonna decide. Sorry, turn <laughs> Paul Schaefer. To your
1: <laughs> David Letterman. go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> um, I will uh do the honors, okay?
0: All right, sounds good. What do you got?
1: Okay, so. Uh, it was, uh, kind of tough to decide, to be honest, on my number five pick, since there were so many choices. Yeah. Um, I had one through four pretty well locked down, but the five spot was, Hmm. was open to a few options. Okay. Um, so I just kind of picked one to be honest <laughs> okay <laughs> there were several that were deserving is what i mean to say okay um
0: <laughs> you're like i didn't care so i just <laughs> picked one. I um
1: so uh my number five is a documentary called hearts of darkness oh and it is about the uh, making of the film apocalypse now Oh, yeah. um, this is a film by Eleanor Coppola, mm-hmm. uh, wife of Francis Ford Coppola, who directed Apocalypse Now. Um, and it is about, um, as I said, the making of that film right. and the complete uh, chaos uh <laughs> that that was mm. um so yeah it's it's a very interesting look behind the scenes of that film um and just how difficult it was, how frustrating um and just how insane it was <laughs> um it's uh i can only yeah. imagine yeah it's uh quite the experience i have not seen
0: this movie yeah i've seen
1: apocalypse now but i Mm -hmm. haven't seen this movie yeah Um, so yeah the uh the insanity that's on screen was kind of kind of matched (laughs) by (laughs) what was going on (laughs) behind the scenes
0: so it's entertaining entertaining it's, it's yeah fully entertaining and submersive and
1: yes okay definitely okay so interesting yes an interesting doc
0: for your random number five. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. Uh, if it's a... I mean, I can imagine that would be an interesting watch because yeah. the movie's a classic. and Yeah. Um, and that was a huge just chaos of a movie. Yes. So. Um, okay. All right. Hearts of Darkness. Yes. Okay. Um, would you like my number five? I would. My, <laughs> my number five... Is also, a documentary, oh, but not really a documentary, hmm. Um, and a lot of people, are, this is probably my most controversial one on this list, all right, uh, because people are so torn on this movie. Um, and it is the Blair Witch Project,
1: hmm, okay,
0: because it's really yeah. about them making a movie, yeah, out in the woods. Um, and I know some people hate this movie and they think it has no plot and and all of that. I still stand by it as a, as a brilliant work of marketing and, um, giving parts to a bigger story. Yeah. Um, and I think it was, I think it was a brilliant move on the creator's part to to do something like this and the way that they did it and, uh, fooled a lot of people. (laughs) Yeah. A lot of people. Um, I went to the, I'm not going to lie, I'm one of those people that went to the movie theater because I thought it was real and I wanted to see this clue to whatever happened to some missing kids and yeah. I was all excited about it um, until I saw Heather on um, one of the talk shows <laughs> and I was like, oh, she's okay. Um, so anyway, Blair Witch Project, that, uh, that's my number five movie about making a movie.
1: Okay so interesting choice not yeah. not one that i thought you, of. you looked surprised when i, I said it. I was surprised <laughs> yeah i i out of all the films i didn't even think of that one yeah so yeah you got me there Woohoo! um my number four yes is a film by mr tim burton never heard of it <laughs> it is called ed wood never heard of it no, I'm kidding. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> um so this is a film about uh the director Edward Wood. Yeah. Um one of the uh, so called worst directors ever. <laughs> um, yeah. uh he was around uh making films in the nineteen fifties, uh, which is when this film takes place. And um I I like it just because it's Um, it's about a group of misfits really who Mm -hmm. come together and, um, to kind of see these projects through. And I, I like the, the sense of camaraderie, um, especially between, um, Johnny Depp and Martin Landau in the film. I think they're really great together. Um, and, um, some great performances and um i think it's it's just um i don't know there's something about um the i guess the artistic vision that he has even though it's bad (laughs) (laughs) right um the the spirit behind it is is just so um appealing yeah he's so enthusiastic about it um, that it's, that it's able to bring all these people together. So, yeah. um, yeah.
0: It's a good movie. Yeah. I thought it was stylish. Some of the, yeah. Tim Burton's sleekest work. Yes. So,
1: and, um, has a good score as well, oh. I'll say, with the theremin. Good deal. Yeah. Ed Wood. Yes. I like it. Well,
0: my number four, um, it's a movie that surprises me that I liked. I wasn't planning on liking it. Okay. Um, but um, it, it's about making a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, highly inappropriate movie.
1: Hmm. Okay.
0: Um, And this movie is Boogie Nights. Ah. Uh, which is, of course, about the porn industry. Mm-hmm. And this movie sort of... Uh, Sort of caught me off guard because mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm not really into those kind of movies usually. But it was so well done and I thought it was very honest. Mm-hmm. Um, and had some really honest performances that start off. Um, what I love is how the movie starts off sort of superficial mm-hmm. and starts off sort of in this uh, one dimensional tone. And then as the movie continues, everything breaks down into... What way more real than than it leads you to believe in the beginning? Um, So I thought it was a really brilliant movie about
2: um,
0: um, an industry that we don't talk about very much in mainstream movies. And had some good performances by um, Burt Reynolds Mm -hmm. and Mark Wahlberg, who I think has given up on acting since then because <laughs> he seems to just look lost and confused in all of his movies and yelling at people um and heather heather graham uh uh-huh. uh lots of good actors in it yeah um and for them to make me like this movie in this setting with this theme i think is is i had to put it on my list so that's my number four
1: cool boogie nights cool well, I agree, because it's my number three. Get out of here. You get out of here. <laughs> Actually, don't get out of here. Go ahead. Um, yeah. Uh, I agree with everything you said. Um, I like that, um, again, it's it's kind of like Ed Wood in that it's, um, it's filmmaking as kind of a surrogate family. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Yeah, I, I love all the performances in it. Um Burt Reynolds is awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um how how often can you say that? <laughs> um, <laughs>
0: Just when you thought you could count him out, he shows back yeah. up in this movie.
1: Yeah. Um yeah, Mark Wahlberg's really good. I love John C. Riley. Yeah. Uh Don yeah. Cheadle. Um I love all his costume changes <laughs> uh, throughout the film. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, it's, it's just a fun movie overall. I love um, the use of montage in it. There's several really awesome ones. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the music's really great. Um, and yeah, I, I'm a big P.T. Anderson fan, and um, this is one of my favorites from him. So love it. Cool.
0: Cool. Well, I can't disagree with you on that since yeah. it was on my list, too. Yeah. Um, well, my number three is um, kind of right up my alley because it's got a little bit of element of horror, um, but it's based on a true story. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has a couple of actors that I really love in it, um, which would be Willem Dafoe and okay. John Malkovich. Uh-huh. This would be Shadow of the Vampire, uh-huh. um, which is uh, a story about the making of Nosferatu. Yes, which I'm also a fan of. Mm. It's one of the oldest movies that I cannot watch because it it <laughs> freaks me out. Um, and watching this movie has the same effect. Willem Dafoe is so good in it. Yeah, playing this this creepy creepy character, yeah. um, creepy man, and and um, I thought this was a a, a a stylish movie. I thought it was um, what they recaptured trying mm-hmm. to replicate things from the original. Yeah. Totally bought into it. I thought they did a great job of, of being able to translate that into this movie um, behind the scenes. And like I said, Willem Dafoe, I mean, it, he gets lost in that yeah. character. um <laughs> to where you just see insanity on screen. <laughs> um, so, um, and I, I saw this movie probably about three years ago for the first time, mm-hmm. three or four years ago. And, uh, well, it may have been a little bit longer, but, um, and I was blown away by the performances in it. Yeah. And, um, and being a fan of the original movie and then seeing how well they did this, mm-hmm. this movie, um, i had to put it on my list yeah so that's my number three shadow yeah shadow of the vampire
1: very good very good thank you i yeah. should
0: i assume you've seen that
1: i have yeah. yes it's got a very uh dark sense of humor to it very, very. <laughs> um good choice thank you um my number two is spy swirl mm, no i'm
0: waiting for that to show up on one of your lists
1: but go ahead well, I'll have to see the movie first before oh. I can. <laughs> Don't do that. Yeah. Um, my number two is Singing in the Rain. Woo! Um, and this is, um, I have in my notes, Film History Fun. Yeah. That's kind of what it is. Yeah. Um, it's a film from the 50s about, um, about the silent movie era and uh, that transitioning into talkies. Um, And so you get a nice little um, detailed account of what went into that. Um, But uh, it's also just, uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, I'm not uh, typically a huge musicals uh, guy, but uh, this is one of the ones that uh, gets me. (laughs) What can I say? (laughs) Um, A lot of catchy songs, um, very good performances. Yeah, and um, it's it's iconic for a reason. I mean, yes, um, great sets, uh, great choreography. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's kind of it's the whole package. Yep. so
0: very good choice. Yeah, very good choice, and I am surprised because I know you're not a fan of musicals, so we've talked about that a few times. Yeah, so, um, cool. All right, um, my number two in a rare moment Mm -hmm. is singing in the rain. Uh (laughs) Um, A lot of the same. Gene Kelly for me can do no wrong. I love seeing him in anything, Uh, but this movie in particular um, is genuinely still funny. Yeah. And really showcases the talent of the people that are in it. Yeah. Um, I'm with you on all that. The great choreography. Yeah. um, Some great numbers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah just wonderful and fun and um yeah yeah so i won't hash on that any longer but yeah (laughs) and i didn't see that one until last five or so years either it was first time i saw it uh which is weird because i like gene kelly but yeah um but yeah I, i was instantly a fan
1: yeah so yes
0: singing in the rain yes all right Number uh,
1: one. It's time. I know. I know. All right. Uh, well. Wait, I'm not ready. <laughs> okay, now I'm ready. Okay. Uh, my number one is... I'm so nervous. Day for Night.
0: What the... I'm kidding. <laughs>
1: um, so this is a French film from 1973. Okay. Um, directed by Francois Truffaut. Okay. Um, I think I've mentioned it on the show once before at least. Yep. Um, yeah, so it, it is, uh, a movie about making a movie. Um, and, um, it's just very charming. Um, hmm. charm goes a long way for me. Um, and this is one of the most charming films hmm. that I've seen. Um, it's, um, It also has great use of montage, um, like Boogie Nights. Uh, It has a great score. Mm -hmm. And um, it's very much about what the the life of a director is like and all of the the problems he faces and um, the constant barrage of questions Mm. (laughs) that he's asked each day. Um, It's a very funny film. And, um, at times heartwarming, um, but, um, yeah, mm. yeah, one of my favorites. I'll
0: have to watch that. What, Adina? Yeah. Uh, how old, how old is that movie? Uh,
1: it's 1973. 73. Yep. Um,
0: I didn't even know I was a fan of seventies movies and all these mm-hmm. movies come up that I've been throwing at us that are in mm-hmm. the seventies. So I'll probably like it. Yeah. Um, so I saw that on a, on a movie list not too long ago mm-hmm. and, and i'll have to check that one out yeah so now that you've given it your number one seal of approval mm-hmm. so okay french film yes do you own it or you do you i do do you yep i would borrow it from you i'm afraid i would never give it back
1: i'm afraid you would never get back as well <laughs> no I'd, I'd borrow it i'd let you borrow it
0: um <laughs> all right you ready for my number one i am um my number one is also another movie, kind of like Boogie Nights, that I was not expecting to like, uh, mostly because of the main actor in it. I'm not mm-hmm. a huge fan of his, um, but um, man, the movie blew me away, and it is the movie, the first movie of this director that I saw and made me a fan of his and made mm-hmm. me want to watch the rest of his movies, and the director is Wes Anderson, uh-huh. and the movie is The Life Aquatic yeah. with Steve Zissou. Mm -hmm. Um, Bill Murray plays the lead role in this and I'm normally not a huge Bill Murray fan. I mean, I could leave him or take him and, but he, I thought this was this masterful movie where he balances this humor with this sympathy. Um, The movie was way more touching than I was expecting it to be. Mm hmm beautifully shot um, beautiful characters a little surreal Mm -hmm. um well really surreal at certain (laughs) points but um and the dynamics of the characters together the way they all interacted and flowed in and out of each other's lives was just like i don't know it was like watching snowfall or something it was just really beautiful and delicately done and the whole movie is about um them trying to make a documentary about this creature that right. killed. Um and so um so that was my number one because it, it introduced me to Anderson. Yeah. And um I was blown away by the performances and the music was so good. And yeah. Just I I have no it's one of the very few movies that I cannot think of any negatives for for me. Yeah. So yeah. uh The Life Aquatic with Steve's this
1: well, you know I approve of that one I know and I know. um thought about including it on my list mm-hmm. um, and the only reason I really didn't is because i've i feel like I've mentioned it <laughs> enough at this point, like I need to right. give some other movies a little uh a <laughs> little bit more of the spotlight right so right it should be on there it was it was a hard
0: choice to decide where these movies belonged in the list, yeah. Um, because they're so great for different reasons, mm-hmm. um, and they appro- they're approaching that same setup, that same theme, yeah, in such different ways. That it was really it was really hard to decide, yeah. But I thought because of the personal impact, like how much this movie influenced my mu- movie taste, right? That I needed to put it up there at number one,
2: yeah. So,
0: do you yeah. have any you have any honorable mention?
2: I do mention. <laughs>
1: Um, Tell me about your honorable (laughs) mentions. Well, I have a couple of uh, other documentaries to mention. Um, One is called Burden of Dreams. Hmm. And this is about... um,
0: I like the title. Go ahead.
1: Yeah. It's about the making of a film called Fitzcarraldo, which is a Werner Herzog Hmm. film. Um, and it's, it's sort of along the same lines as Hearts of Darkness, Mm -hmm. um, just kind of showing the struggle of, of how they uh, got that film made and the, the, just kind of insane conditions that that they were under. Mm -hmm. Um, they shot it in the jungle, much like Apocalypse Now, I guess. Um, and, um, Mm -hmm. the, um, the main actor um, being very um, eccentric and <laughs> difficult at times. Um, but that's a very good one. Um, and what was that called? Uh, Burden of Burden Dreams. dreams. Right. Yep. Yeah. Um, and another one that I saw quite a while ago, um, is called American Movie. And, um, again that's also um and i forget the guy's name who uh is in it mm-hmm. but it's about a couple of friends who are trying to make a movie and um they're kind of um kind of inept mm-hmm. uh, uh at it and just kind of struggling through and um it's very uh it's very funny Mm-hmm. Uh, very heartwarming at times. Um, and it's, it's one that I need to see again, to be honest. Um, cause I know a lot of people, um, recommend it and, um, but, um, mm-hmm. yeah, American movie. Um, of course, Life Aquatic we've mentioned, mm-hmm. um, movie from a couple of years ago, uh, called me and Earl and the dying girl, hmm. uh, is, is, very good. It's about, um, it's a, sort of a coming of age film about these teenagers. Uh, it's a guy and his friend, uh, who make little movies on their own and hmm. they're kind of, um, like parodies of popular films. Um, and one of them befriends, uh, this teenage girl who, uh, has cancer and they, uh, decide to, that they decide they want to make a movie for her. Oh. Um, so it's, it's a very, uh, again, very funny film at times, but mm-hmm. also, um, very moving, especially towards the end. And what's that called again? Uh, Me and Earl and the Dying Girl. And another one um, that I enjoyed, uh, and it's not this one's not entirely about filmmaking, but um, I feel like it's kind of the best aspect of the film mm-hmm. uh, would be *Hugo*, and mm. uh, by Martin Scorsese. Um, all of all of the stuff to do with uh, the flashbacks to the guy's filmmaking days are are yeah. pretty magical, and um, you just kind of feel this love of cinema yeah out of it um so i i like that movie just you know for for those sequences alone mm-hmm. um and a friend
0: of mine just watched that and was it, insisting i watch it he said it was so good oh,
1: and, yeah and so moving yeah so yeah it's a good one mr scorsese yeah. um and i'll i'll mention this one just because um gets mentioned a lot it's been a very long time since i've seen it uh and i don't remember much about it but um eight and a half hmm uh, by fellini uh, is a very popular film about making a film and it's one that i need to watch again i've never seen it because i i was probably a little too young to uh have watched it and really appreciate it right um so I'd like to go back and give it a second watch. But I do remember it. It does have a lot of really striking imagery. Hmm. Um, so need to get hmm. back to that one. Cool. Do you have any uh, honorable mentions? I have two. Okay.
0: The first one was kind of like one of yours. I wasn't a hundred percent sure- a hundred percent sure that it has to do with filmmaking, but mm-hmm. it has to do with the characters trying to get to the place where they can make their film
1: mm. okay
0: so um this is um a deep drama called the Muppet movie ah uh, yes <laughs> um <laughs> deep rich performances uh-huh. uh no I, cho- I chose that movie kind of the way you were talking about movies like um boogie nights and um, day for night i think was, yeah where these characters are sort of coming together and forming. yeah and this that's what this is about it's yeah. about one guy having a dream and other people believing in the dream and that dream is to go to hollywood and make movies yeah um and the movie that we're watching is sort of part of the movie that they're making right, so it becomes this kind of self-enveloped, yeah, yeah, thing. And I thought, well, yeah, that would that would kind of fit into the into that, yeah. Um, and it's a it's a fun movie. There's lots of magical moments in it. Um, mm-hmm. Deeply rooted in in friendship and and believing in yourself and all that good stuff. Yeah. Um, so that almost made my list. And then the other one is more of a shout out to a short film series about a movie about making movies and it is called rough cut okay by the outsiders um they entered their film in our fly film festival Mm -hmm. um adam hampton and kenny pitts um, both starred in this and it is a oklahoma downtrodden drama about these people desperately trying to continue to make movies Um, despite all these things going on in their life Mm -hmm. and it's so, especially when they get to rough cut um, Mm two, the sequel, um, the dialogue and the acting becomes so, um, rich and deep and realistic and, and gritty. Um, there's nothing where movies like the Muppet movie and singing in the rain sort of glamorize Mm -hmm. the idea of making a movie. This is like the other side, like the underbelly of making a movie. And it was so beautifully performed. There's some really great performances in it. And so I have to give a shout out to the outsider, outsider productions movie rough cut. Cool. So, yeah. So those are my, my two shout outs, my two honorable mentions.
2: Yeah. So,
0: if Rough Cut had been an actual movie movie, mm-hmm. I probably would have put it on my list, to be honest. I think I think it's very well done. Yeah. So. All right. We should make a movie about the movie we never made.
1: Let's do it.
0: We'll just set a camera up and we'll sit around <laughs> and not do anything. Uh-huh. I'm like, you know, are we going to do something? And you're like, <laughs> yeah, I thought we were going to like work on a movie or something. i was like, <laughs> uh I don't really have time. And you're like, well, I'm getting ready to move. Yeah. All right. End credits. Yeah. <laughs> Oscar.
1: <laughs> so,
0: well, good. Fun topics.
1: Yes. Very fun. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Is this our last one before we change our format?
1: Uh, I guess so. Probably.
0: So, um, let's call this the end of season two. Okay. As we get ready to prepare for whatever we need to do to continue on in season three. Right. Um, So we may be facing more changes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Things may be different. They may come across exactly the same. Have no idea yet.
1: Yeah, we'll see.
0: But uh, it's a successful run. Yes. Um, And I've enjoyed it. Me too. Uh, Except for the time you tried to kill me.
1: I've enjoyed (laughs) it.
0: Um, And I guess that's it
1: for me. I guess so. Um, maybe one last thing since it's um, close to the holidays. Yes. You have any uh, favorite Christmas films that you Ooh. are uh, wanting to watch or have watched?
0: You know, A Christmas Story is always kind of a tried and true favorite. Yeah. Um, and it's funny because I was looking at holiday films here recently Um <laughs> Ironically, I just watched a horror movie right uh-huh. Christmas, so was, <laughs> you know, but that's not part of a tradition. Um, y- you know, I don't have a whole lot of those kind of movies, mm-hmm. um, but I enjoy comedic, I'm not a big comedy person, it's a weird thing, but I enjoy comedic <laughs> Christmas movies, mm-hmm. you know, like the National Lampoon Christmas right. movie and um, Christmas Story, things like that, yeah. Um, more than anything else what about you
1: um as far as favorite christmas films go um i'll say the cliche it's a wonderful life mm. um but uh a christmas story is also pretty good mm-hmm. um uh let's see elf oh it's yeah. uh, pretty fun i haven't seen that in a while
0: will ferrell mm-hmm. i've never seen that okay Will Ferrell.
1: Yep. I, because I don't. I'm not
0: a Will Ferrell. Fan.
1: Okay. <laughs> I hear it's really funny though. Yeah, it's it's good. Um, let's see what else. Um, I'll tell you about a film that I just watched recently for the first time. Okay. <laughs> Is the uh, Jim Carrey How the Grinch Stole Christmas? Oh yeah. Yeah. And. uh it's pretty weird. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's not what i was expecting you to say (laughs) okay have you ever seen that no because i don't like jim carrey either okay (laughs) (laughs) um (laughs) yeah it's i mean so i guess everybody knows the the book and the the uh tv special right um and i don't know adapting a feature-length film of that is um i don't know difficult Mm. Mm. And they, they did the thing where they added a whole backstory to the Grinch's character, Mm. um, which is probably my least favorite aspect of, of the film. Right. Um, and I will say that there's a couple of scenes with, um, the Grinch as a baby and those are pretty bizarre. (laughs) Um okay. cuz it's um they use a puppet at that point and the um the look of the puppet is just really unsettling to me. Wow. Um, okay. <laughs> now maybe I'm, now maybe I'm curious. It, yeah, maybe it wouldn't be to other people, but I just found it like off-putting. Hmm. Um but uh I don't know. The film has its moments, I mm-hmm. would say. I mean the the makeup is pretty fantastic Mm -hmm. um and there's a few moments of humor that i like that um are kind of random and bizarre Mm -hmm. Um, but uh yeah overall it was kind of a a disappointment i -hmm. I wasn't like hoping it would be great or anything right um but uh yeah it was it was just a movie that i had never seen Mm -hmm. i'd kind of Avoided it, I guess, uh, for whatever the reason. And now you know. Now I know. <laughs> so. Huh.
0: Yeah. That sounds awful. <laughs> it's uh, it's not great. <laughs> some people like that movie. I mean, some people like all sorts of things, but yeah. Um, some people like Human Centipede. That doesn't mean <laughs> it's a good movie. Um. But yeah, that's one I never. and and it was that it was that same thing too where it was kind of like why pad that out right Um, maybe that would have been better as a short
1: maybe maybe I mean I I don't know maybe you could make a feature length version work if it was like 90 minutes or Mm. something this was like an hour and 45 minutes right um I don't know
0: was there like music like singing dancing a little bit yeah huh so
1: Mm. yeah kind of strange
0: i'm kind of curious i don't know that i would sit and watch all of it though yeah (laughs) so i don't know you want to know something really sick and twisted i was just sitting here thinking i've already watched one of my favorite holiday movies
1: and what is it
0: we reviewed it
1: oh (laughs) black christmas black christmas (laughs) i mean it takes place during the holidays. yeah
0: <laughs> but that seems like such an awful mm-hmm. thing to say. Like people are like raising an eyebrow now, mm-hmm. like um, what? Yeah. <laughs> but I like it, and it's set in the holidays. I can't help it. Yeah, it's not my fault. So yeah, nothing like having a killer Christmas. <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't have said that. All right. Uh, well, happy uh, happy holidays to you, yes, my friend,
1: and you as well.
0: Yes. And we will plan on seeing or at least talking to our listeners uh, next year. Yes. 2018.
1: 2018.
0: We'll have some new and exciting things to talk about.
1: Yes, I'm sure we will.
0: We'll have to get an update on your move. Yeah. So I think that'd be fun.
1: Yes, I'll I'll give you the full details.
0: Sounds good. (laughs) Like full, like eight hours of I took my underwear out of the suitcase, (laughs) folded it. It in. Okay.
1: I'll talk about the uh, the long drive, <laughs>
0: the uh, fifteen hours. Is
1: yeah, ugh, had
0: no idea. Yeah, at least you don't have to do it once. It's not like you're,
1: yeah, going back and forth. Yeah. So, all right.
0: I got nothing else.
1: Me either. I'm I'm tapped out. All right. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Till next time. Bye. <laughs>
0: the
1: just like a.